The Ooh. earth is in pain. The earth is crying. The earth is angry. And nobody, well, some people, but a lot of people not paying attention. And so I think us as a humanity returning to the indigenosity of our ancestors, of our own practices, of our lineages, will inherently change the way the world shows up. We've had some incredible guests here at the Ebb and Flow podcast, and today's guest is no exception. She's a shamanic practitioner and the founder of Black Girl Magic, which is a community-based approach to healing. Now, I've attended some of these Black Girl Magic events, and let me tell you that healing isn't even the word. Transformative, life-changing. This is exactly what we need as Black women to step into the next dimension of our being. Hello and welcome. You are now tuned into the Ebb and Flow podcast. I'm your host, LA-based actor, model, and poet, Ebony Davis. So I'm so honored today to introduce Shidea Caldwell. Thank you so much for being here with us. We're gonna dive right into some of these questions because I'm so curious about how you started this journey. When did you first notice that you were gifted or that you you know, had this interest in being a shamanic practitioner? Well, I would have to say I learned I was gifted from a very young age, so I would see spirits. Particularly remember a time I was sleeping with my grandmother in her bed and I think I was like seven or eight and I woke up in the middle of the night and it was like a ghost there. But wow. he looked nice. He looked inviting. He was smiling. Yeah. But I was scared. And I remember telling my grandmother the next day and she was like, oh, okay. And then more recently, I actually found out from my aunt that my grandmother on my father's side was very gifted spiritually. And that wow. I was having experiences where my my dad, his brother that passed away when I was young, would visit me when I was at my grandma's house. And I would be at the table and just like talking to him and didn't know any of this prior. I feel my curiosity led me to becoming a shamanic practitioner because I was really interested in ancestry and connecting to my ancestors and understanding our cult cultural heritage and um, where it all started. How do you step into this gift and own it, even in the context of having a belief system that's outside of the belief system that your community has? Because I'm sure there were some challenges for you. It's not like you could go to the people around you for validation and say, hey, this is my experience. This is what I know to be true about myself. Um, how do you own that within, you know, within just a context that might not be supportive of it? I own it because I have a community of people who celebrate my medicine. And Maladoma, my teacher, he was a West African shaman from Burkina Faso. He would always say that when we have a community of people who recognize, value, and celebrate our gifts, that's all that we need to continue moving forward. And so I have to give a big ups to the community of Black Girl Magic because along the journey, when I started at 21 till now, it's been an evolution of not only building a community that is global, but also building or rediscovering the identity of who I am. Because I truly believe that as we go through life, it's about remembering who we are. And our whole life is about a continuous journey of remembering. My community, they help me to remember. They help me to go deeper. 
Um, and each experience, like you said, when you came to a Black Girl Magic event and it was transformative for you, it's just as transformative for me. And you all are also my teachers and also my reflections. I would love for you to talk a little bit more about Black Girl Magic. I think often as healers and just change makers, people who wanna make a difference in the world, we try to create the spaces that we needed at a younger age, spaces that would have helped us to cultivate our gifts, but that we might not necessarily have had access to. Is this true for you on your journey? What was the inspiration behind Black Girl Magic? Absolutely. That's exactly it on the nail. So I started Black Girl Magic because between the ages of 10 and 18, I attended nine different schools. And so I moved around a lot and I experienced bullying and racism and just like also just wanting to know more about myself and my identity as it related to the history of my ancestors and not really getting the answers in the school and the educational system. Um and I think I was in middle school and I experienced my first sister circle at the school where they had an adult who was like a mentor to us. And we would come in and share what we were going through, what was happening in our lives, and they would hold space for us. And so I experienced that again in high school. And those experiences were so pivotal for me because I said, one day I want to create a space like this. Like I was always the young girl, especially in like middle school. I was a bookworm. I read the most books than anyone in my school. They had like a program for it. I always had my head in a book. And so once I got you know, into puberty and stuff, I started researching books about, you know, um, having a period and like you know, all those things. And I would take the books and take them to the other girls and be like, you need to read this or you need to learn about this. Like, this is what we're finna go through. And so I've always had that sense of community and sharing knowledge with, with other girls. Um, and so, you know, growing up and having that experience, I got into college and I attended the University of South Carolina. During my time there, at 21, I had the opportunity to intern in New York City. And when I moved to New York City for the summer, I was like, I want to create that space that I experienced in school for Black women. And sometimes people say, okay, well, you're from South Carolina. Why didn't you do it in South Carolina? And I intentionally chose New York because I've always wanted to go to New York since a small girl. And also because I wanted to pick a place where it represented the diversity of Blackness and of Black women. And I knew when I had that event that women from all over the world would be there. And that's exactly what happened. Women from France, women from Canada, women from the United States, women from Africa came to that event. And we all came together and realized we have so much in common. We had so many similar stories that were interweaved into our experiences and collectively we held space for one another. Um, and it was beautiful. And I just remember that feeling after the event of like, I've never felt that feeling before. That was the only time. And I was like, this is my purpose. Yes. I love that. You just, I don't know. It was like this tingly feeling all over and just, but it was so potent. And it was almost like, I feel like now it's 
it was a confirmation from the ancestors of like, yes, you did it. Yes. Yes, this is it. I love that so much. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Why community? You know, so much of my journey, my spiritual journey, my healing journey, I've taken alone. And I would just love for you to speak to the importance of healing in community. Because now, after having spent so much time alone, I do find myself in these communities and the dynamic is completely shifted. What is powerful about healing amongst other women? Mm. So in Dagra tradition, that is the tradition that I practice based out of Burkina Faso in West Africa. Their culture, they believe that healing happens happens in community. They don't believe in individualist healing. And I honestly have gotten to the point where I pretty much feel the same. I feel like there's work we can do alone, but the potency of what happens when you have other people around you who reflect not only your experiences, but reflect your your revelations, reflect your your healing. It's truly a game changer because you don't feel alone. And I think as human beings, not even just as Black women, as human beings, everyone deep down wants community. Everyone wants to see themselves reflected in someone else. Everyone wants their experiences and their voices to be validated. And I think with Black Girl Magic, the reason it's so potent is because I'm really big on creating a space that is rooted in the foundation of authenticity. It's not about how many followers you got. It's not about what you got on. It's not if you're wearing makeup. It's it's not about any of that. It's not about what car you're driving. It's not about how much money you make. It's about who are you? What is your spirit? What is your What is your soul like? What does that feel like? And how do other people experience you being authentic? Yeah, I think that's so powerful, um, especially because so many people, you know, whether it's family or community outside of the Black Girl Magic community might not have people around them who can validate their experiences. And that was very much the case for me, um, where I kind of had to look online and build an online community of people as I was going from the physical world more into the supernatural world. It was like I was having these huge revelations and these huge experiences, but I didn't have anybody around me to be like, oh, that's part of the journey. You know, you're on the right path. Congratulations, keep going, whatever the case may be. In fact, I had people around me like, are you good? Like, you've completely shifted into this whole different person and it's like even questioning my relationship with the divine questioning this you know newfound identity that i was coming into or rather remembering because like you said it's it's a remembrance it's a stripping away of all of the programming and so i think what you're doing is incredibly important and it's something i could have benefited from but i do benefit from now in present day now that i'm familiar with the work you do which i'm so grateful for so I want to shift a little bit, but still on the same topic, and just talk about the importance of our connection with our ancestors, as well as ancestral healing, and why that's important to be at the forefront of the healing of the Black community today. Ooh, I love that question. Well, first and foremost, um, 
if we look at not only America, but the places have that have been colonialized, we do not have connection for the most part to our ancestors. It is not a norm. And if we look back at the history of our ancestors and what they did, especially in the motherland in Africa, that is what was practiced. And we have been so far removed as a humanity, not even as a race, as a humanity um, from connecting to our ancestors. And I truly, truly believe this. After training with shamans in different parts of the world, I really feel that us connecting to our ancestors is what's going to create the healing that the world needs. And I say that because when people are connected with their ancestors, they're connected to their, what Maladoma Patrice Somme would say, their indigenosity, the origin wisdom. Ooh. And when you are connected to your indigenosity, <laughs> you care about the earth. Ooh. What is the earth telling us right now? The earth is suffering. The Ooh. earth is in pain. The earth is crying. The earth is angry. And nobody... Well, some people, but a lot of people not paying attention. And so I think us as a humanity returning to the indigenosity of our ancestors, of our own practices, of our lineages will inherently change the way the world shows up, will inherently solve the problems that we're marching for, solve the problems that we're advocating for, because it doesn't just change people on a physical level. It changes people on an internal level. And I think so much of wellness has been about body image and like yoga and meditation, which are also important things, right? But the internal work is the ancestral healing. What are the patterns? What are the things that our families did, the people in our families did, our ancestors did, that we have carried on, whether we know it or not. What are those things that need to be healed in order for us to not only um, just step deeper into our purpose, but also be the best person that we can be? See, when we do the work internally and, and really focus on ancestral healing, we change the systems. Those systems are broken and new systems are built because it's starting with the root. And I always have felt like when it comes to how we fight um, as Westerners for the rights and the things that we want, it's always in an outward approach. But in an indigenous approach, we're fighting inwards. We're starting with the ancestral healing. And so I know a part of my purpose is to continuously advocate for people to not only understand it, but to do it. Because it's one thing to talk about ancestral healing, but one thing about me and my line of work as a shamanic practitioner, as the founder and CEO of Black Girl Magic, is that I don't like to just talk. And I'm going to hold you accountable so if you agree with me and you go and follow me and you go and connect with me, or maybe you join Sanctuary School, our educational wellness platform, there is going to be accountability because that's what the community needs. We've always talked. 
We've talked online, especially even looking back at 2020 during the time of all the things happening in the world. It was a lot of talking and it was a lot of action. But I was just thinking about this this morning. Do you realize how the action has subsided once the guilt is no longer there? There needs to be action again, and there needs to be action not only from us as Black people, but our, our you know, extended community of people who have the privilege and the access in a way that we don't, because systematically, that's how it was built. And so if they go do the ancestral healing work as we do it, if we all as a humanity do it, Again, the systems will be broken. The systems will be dismantled because it starts with the family. You just said so much. Wow. Just affirmed so much, confirmed so much for me, validated so much. You know, for a long time, I've believed that the physical constructs that we see around us that oppress us are manifestations of the psychological constructs that oppress us that goes into that ancestral healing it's the patterning that's inside of us because we haven't done the work to excavate and rid ourselves of the internalized oppression the trauma from slavery so once we get into that blueprint of who we are and don't dismantle those systems from within they can no longer be upheld in the external exactly. physical reality that we experience. And, you know, like you said, in 2020, we went and marched in the streets, we went and did this, we were loud, we were proud. But how many people turned inside and actually decided to evaluate themselves and examine the ways that they're upholding the system, the ways that their choices continue to feed the system, the way that them continuing to destroy themselves with food, relationships, um, you know, into poisonous television, entertainment, all of these things that they're programming their psyche with uphold the system. How many people went home and decided to make changes on a fundamental level to the way that they consume and the way that they live and the way that they interact? You're not going to get the change from asking Uncle Sam, you know, to, to stop locking people up. You got to get out of your own cage. And yes. the other the other thing that you touched on that just absolutely just makes my soul beam is just this connection to the earth and connection to the land that is inherently a part of our liberation there is no liberation for humanity without liberation of the land and vice versa that those things are intrinsic intrinsically linked um one of my biggest revelations on my healing journey is the way that the black woman's body has been mistreated abused used raped pillaged all of those things have also happened to the Afri African continent. We are her and she is us. We cannot liberate ourselves without liberating her and she cannot be liberated without our liberation. We are tied to her. This is the rise of the divine feminine. It's a shift on the planets. You know, the poles are shifting. The tides of power are shifting. And I'm just so excited to speak to like-minded people like you who are experiencing this resurrection within themselves and then using that resurrection within themselves to empower their communities. Mm, so beautifully said. So I'd love to talk about the ways that you are expanding Black Girl Magic. Let's talk a little bit about Sanctuary School. What is Sanctuary School and how does it relate to Black Girl Magic and how are you just expanding this brand in general? 
So Sanctuary School is an educational wellness platform for Black women that I started working on two years ago. Um, we recently just launched this summer. And the wellness platform consists of four pillars. So it's a focus on mental health, holistic health, energy work, and ancestral traditions and healing. So what that means is we're bringing in different Black women who are experts in these different fields to teach other Black women how to awaken the healer within. I really wanted to create an environment digitally for women to connect on a global level, but also to have a wellness space that isn't focused on you being codependent on the healer, but awakening your own healer and being able to celebrate other healers and their knowledge as well. Um, because I think sometimes with spirituality and wellness, there can be this culture of like, oh, this person is like the guru or, you know, and I'm not really into that. Um, <laughs> I want everyone to know that they are a healer too. And that could look different for every single person. It doesn't look the same. Healing doesn't necessarily mean that you're a meditation teacher or a yoga instructor. Healing can mean that you're a, a singer and your music is medicine. Healer can mean that you're maybe an actress, but the way that you act evokes people to want to embody their medicine too. So I really wanted the space to be intersectional, multidimensional, and the way that awakening your healer looks like. And so I'm really excited about the school. We're in our first month of classes. So this month is Ancestral Traditions and Healing. And we've already had some amazing things happening. Um, and my goal with the school is to continue to grow it and expand it. And um, over time, there will be different certifications through Sanctuary School that people can get to become certified teachers in the four pillars of holistic health, mental health, ancestral traditions and healing and energy work. That's the plan with the school. And as we grow the community, um, I'm working now towards um, building a space in South Africa for people to come and reconnect to their medicine, to their indigenosity, and have healers and African shamans present there to help them through that work. Essentially, what I want to do with the retreat space, which is in collaboration with two other friends, but... I want people to experience their rites of passage because so many, especially Black Americans, and also even people who are like living in the UK or France or just other places that also have been colonialized, um, they have not gone through rites of passage. And in the traditions that I've practiced, people go through rites of passage at a very, very young age. And some of us have went our whole lives. Luckily, I was fortunate enough to actually have that experience last year, and I went through several initiations, but I want everybody to experience that. What is a rite of passage? Why is that important? What does that prepare you for? So a rite of passage um, is essentially the stages that a person goes through to not only awaken to their purpose, so before we get here and we're a spirit, we agree to this life. 
And when we agree this to this life, we agree to fulfill whatever purpose it is that we have to do while we're here. And so a rites of passage, specifically in dagger tradition, is about helping you stay in your medicine and stay in your purpose and also embody it. Because if every single person on this earth was embodying their purpose and staying in their medicine, this would be a completely different world. If everyone had the experience to go through a rites of passage and... um It's also about connecting with your ancestors and having a very deep relationship with them. Um, And so, again, it just it's a full circle of indigenosity and like being your indigenous self and. And being unafraid of it, just like how you were talking earlier about. What is my experience like, you know, doing this work and having knowing there are people who may not agree. But when you go through a rites of passage, you don't even care. Like, I don't I don't care because I know what I'm here to do. And when you're when you make that contract with the ancestors and you go through those initiations and you see the truth of what it really is. It doesn't matter what the world says. I love this idea and this language that she used of embodying your own medicine, because it's said that in nature, um, you know, every poison also has its antidote within. And I and I feel that that is the same for human beings. You know, our shadow also contains the substance that will give birth to our light. You know, all of our hardship is also preparation for all of our greatness. And so we really, truly have the ability to heal ourselves if we stop trying to, you know, externalize that healing and make it somebody else's job. If we look within and like you said earlier, take accountability for that. Um, Is there a vision that you have for 10 years from now? And it's okay if you don't, but I would just love to know, like, what do you see uh, Sanctuary School becoming 10 years from now? What do you see Black Girl Magic becoming 10 years from now? What do you see yourself becoming 10 years from now? What do you see the Black community becoming 10 years from now? I see myself um, as a teacher Um, and a leader in wellness and specifically ancestral healing and African spirituality. I see myself helping people to reconnect to the ancestral traditions and practices of their lineage. I see myself teaching women around the world about embodying their medicine, embodying their indigenosity, embodying their purpose. Um, I see Sanctuary School being a global school online where women from all walks and all cultures and corners of the world come together to be empowered together, to heal together, to grow together, to unlearn together. Um, I see Black Girl Magic being the catalyst of transformation for what this world needs because Even though Black Girl Magic is geared towards Black women, if a Black woman is changed, then the whole world is changed. I think the change always starts with the Black woman. And so over the years, there have been people, oh, why is it not women of color? 
oh, why is it not this? Why is it not that? It's because I'm clear and I never let people steer me from the direction. And so I see myself just being more clearer, being more sure, being more true to what this mission is. And it starts and it ends with the Black woman. And for the community, I see us as a community healing through our ancestral wounds, healing through our ancestral trauma, deprogramming the shackles that have been placed, removing the shackles that have been placed on a mental, spiritual, and and physical, really seeing the veil dropping and us reconnecting. Oh, and for the Black community, for our men, our men healing um and and catching up with us to be honest you know because we need them too i would love for you to touch on that and just elaborate on it more how do how do men become a part of this journey how do women support men and how do men support women on this healing journey i think women support men on this healing journey by not accepting them giving the bare minimum and that goes for a platonic that goes for a romantic. It's us having the self-worth. It's us having the self-love. It's us having the self-respect to say enough is enough. And you will rise to who I am. Oof. Just raising the standard, raising the standard for yourself and, allow, and allowing that to set the bar for everyone else around you. Not even necessarily having to say that this is how I need you to behave, but this is how I'm going to behave. And if you want to be in my space, then you will reflect that. Exactly. I love that so much. Um, one last question. How important are resources in the work that you do? How do you go about finding those resources? And then how can we be a resource for you? Resources are important. Um, I've bootstrapped Black Girl Magic for seven years. I've never had an investor. I just had like my first set of brand sponsors. Never even had those before. I went on a national tour with just ticket sales and a grant. So I think I'm in a space now where I'm absolutely crystal clear of the resources that I do need. And what I would say, first and foremost, is if you're a Black woman and you're looking for a space to heal, grow, unlearn, join Sanctuary School. That's number one. If you are um, a person who has a network, it doesn't even have to be about the money, but has a network of people who would want to support this work, you can email me. Hello at blackgirlmagic.com. And not with a C, with a K. And then also with the, the space we're building in South Africa, I want people to outreach too. If you're based in South Africa or anywhere really, but you know people who would want to support, you know foundations that would want to support, you know um, people in the government in South Africa who want to support. Like, it's an all-hands-on-deck type situation, and um, just just reach out. Whatever you feel called on your heart, it's, it doesn't have to be one specific way, um, but I will say that Sanctuary School has a scholarship fund to give out scholarships to Black women who can't afford to attend the school. Um, so if you know people or you yourself um, 
would like to sponsor scholarships. And I said ships with an S because we don't just take one because I want people who are committed. I want people who are ready and willing and able. And so that might not be you. That's okay. But you can connect me with the person who does or the company who can or the organization who can so we can get these spaces available for Black women ASAP. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, We are going to do one sort of like lightning round of questions where you ask me a question and then I ask you a question and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So where do you see yourself a year from now? I really see myself creating an ecosystem of wellness within the entertainment industry specifically. I really feel like God has placed me um, where I am for a reason. And within the entertainment industry, there's so much sickness, illness, mental, spiritual, and I feel like it is my job to intercept that and take us on a new course. We have a responsibility to diversify narratives and stop keeping the same things on repeat so that we stay stuck in this feedback loop of programming our reality to be in service of the people who are currently in power. We have to break that feedback loop and we can do that through content. We can do that through media. We can do that through entertainment. So I just see myself being a warrior for God, a warrior for my ancestors, a vessel um, in this world and just continuing to use my voice, which we had a conversation about. Oh, this is so interesting. So I was at a a Black Girl Magic uh, event and and Shidea asked, you know, what what is your gift essentially? And I was like, God wants me to use my voice. I don't know exactly how God wants me to use my voice, but God wants me to use my voice. And here we are, uh, all of yeah. what two months later at the Ebb and Flow podcast. So um, yeah. things materialize quick when you got this type of energy and you got this type of mission and this type of purpose. But just continuing to use my voice to empower and uplift and just bring down new vibrations into this world that we need to hear that can help to just lift up the collective frequency. I love it. I love it. I really just want to know, like, is there anything that you feel like we haven't touched on that your soul is just eager to share? Humanize healers. Humanize us. Know that we go through shit too. We go through experiences too. Yeah, that's definitely, there's this, you know, people admire the light without understanding that the light is a product of the dark in that in that any healer who's worth their weight in any type of healing space has had to traverse through that darkness and probably is still working through it. I know for me, I've just been sharing my journey in real time and people be like, you're so inspiring, you're so this, you're so that. And I'm like, girl, I'm hurt, <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm just I'm just an open enough, that I just understand that my, my mission, part of my purpose here is to be a, a transparent, open, vulnerable vessel. So I'm sharing this in real time, but I love, you know, the idea of humanizing the healer. And I think that goes back to like deconstructing this idea of gurus or putting anybody on a pedestal, making anybody superior to you, embodying your own medicine, you know, knowing that you are good enough and that you hold the keys to heal from within. Absolutely. Absolutely. And respect us. 
respect our space, respect our time, respect that, you know, don't just go to your friends who got that good light energy, always for advice. There are the resources for that, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful. Ah, Shidea, Shidea Caldwell. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Just, you are really just a divine mirror reflection, just a light in this world. I'm so grateful for the work that you do. And I hope that we can continue to work side by side, uh, you know, in partnership beyond ebb and flow and just continue to change the world and be light bearers. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Ebb and Flow podcast. And I wish you all of the blessings in the world, sis. Thank you so much, sis. And thank you for your light. And I'm so proud of you and what you're doing.